You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit reminds us that because Jesus has overcome the world, we can rely on Him to come to terms with our brokenness and use our situation to speak of God's love and mercy. You know, once in a while in the cafe, we hear a disintegrating shatter of a cup or a piece of plate that falls into pieces, breaks into pieces. We have a small bin under the sink and we just chuck them all there and dispose of them later on in the day. In this world we live in, broken things are thrown away. Even damaged people are despised. You avoid them, you reject them, and you ignore them and sometimes totally avoid them altogether. In marriage, when relationships fail, instead of trying to reconcile, we look for other avenues. We try to look for something or someone else. The world is full of broken people, broken hopes, broken dreams, broken aspirations, broken expectations. You see, for For many of us, something that is broken beyond repair loses its value. But God, he can take what is broken and make something beautiful out of it. He can make something beautiful out of your brokenness. And he can use that brokenness for his glory. Broken things and broken people are are a result of sin. Yet God sent his son, who was without sin, to be broken so that we might be healed. On the night before he died, Jesus said, he broke the bread and said, this is my body which is broken for you. He went all the way to the cross to die so we can live the life we're living now. His death made it possible for us broken and sinful, to be reconciled with the Father. Without the broken body of Jesus, we could not be made whole. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Only when we surrender ourselves and our brokenness to Christ can we be completely restored and transformed. But that surrender requires a brokenness on our part. You know, God doesn't work around our brokenness. God works through our brokenness. We live in a culture that tells us to mask pain. We live in a culture that tells you, you have to find a way for your scars not to show. And by avoiding reality, people have become victims of addiction. They've become victims of abusive relationships. And the false pretense that if you hide it, you will forget it. We try to fix our brokenness by making it look like everything is okay. I'm fine. When deep inside you're disintegrating, you're broken, you're sad, you're lonely, you're hurt, you're upset, you're alone, you're depressed, and all these other feelings. Why? Because we are afraid that they might not understand. We are afraid that they might not talk to us anymore. We're afraid that we might not be accepted 
for what or who we truly are. Last Wednesday, I went to Kmart. I bought a piece of uh, ceramic cup, which I purposely broke into pieces. As I saw it lying on the table, my intention was that, how can I put this back together and still make it look like it's not broken? So it's a bit of a challenge. After a few minutes on Google, the source of all human knowledge, I discovered a way to look at this challenge from a different perspective. I came across kintsugi. It's the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery with gold. The philosophy is that you don't hide the brokenness, you don't hide the repair, you let it show as a part of the history of the object, that that object might become more beautiful for having been broken. It's called the golden repair. And as I look into this, I saw the application of kintsugi to our Christian life to be very, very profound. Rather than denying our brokenness or disguising it with something else, we have to embrace it as a part of our unique history. With God doing the mending of all the little broken pieces, we can be stronger in the places where we have been broken. You see, life breaks us, but then God makes us stronger, makes us more resilient, makes us more beautiful in the bro broken places. A friend hurts you, you, you retreat to your, your own little safe haven. You lose your job or you suffer a pay cut, you just pretend that everything's okay. You're having problems with your marriage, you're being abused by your spouse, you keep silent. You feel like you're getting addicted to something, but you're denying it and refusing to get help. You see, life breaks us in many painful ways, but we often miss this part, that if we give our circumstances to God, He can make us strong where we are broken. When I broke the cup, I realized how that cup represented my life before I met Christ. The fracture of your life is not the end of your life. It was simply a moment in my history that I cannot hide, but it can be goldly, significant, if we turn it over to God. Just as in Kintsugi, my brokenness was something that should be hidden. It is a vital part of how God redeemed my life and brought me out of the ashes to where I am now. God redeems us through the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. And in the process of repairing things that are broken, something more beautiful, something stronger and resilient is created. As Paul wrote, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. God doesn't hide the cracks of your life. He lets everyone see it, but he covers it with gold, and he makes something beautiful out of it. See, God never uses anything until he breaks that thing first. 
what seemed finished was not until it was broken. People throw broken things away, but God is in the fixing business. He never uses anything until he breaks that person first. Well, many of you might have heard of Joni Erickson. Joni had a lot of things going for her. She was a good-looking, athletic teenager. She was very, very pretty, very active in many sports. She was very popular in school, and she made honor society for her excellent grades. She had everything going for her, and she was a Christian. So what more could you ask for, right? She says in her book that her teenage life revolved around her own ego, her own desires. And upon graduation from high school, she said to God, he knew that things were not greatest between her and God. So she said, Lord, somehow I want you to do something in my life so I can bring glory to your name. So Joni was saying, God, I want to make it right with you. I want you to bring me to a place where I can glorify you in everything that I do. And God answered Joni's prayer in the most unusual way. God wanted to break Joni before he can use her. So God permitted Joni to break her neck in a diving accident with her sister, which left her paralyzed from shoulder down. She became a quadriplegic. During Joni's two years of rehabilitation, according to her autobiography, she experienced anger, depression. There was even a point when she wanted to kill herself. And there was a strong point in her life when she started doubting the existence and the goodness of God. Joni struggled tremendously with this question. She said, how could a good God allow such a tragedy to befall a person like me? And she was reminded of the verse in Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 17. Paul says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. But one morning, while stuck in a wheelchair, gazing over the window out to their farm, she questioned God, Lord, how in the world can you consider my troubles light and momentary? I will never walk. I will never run again. I got a leaky leg bag. I smell like urine every day. My back aches. I am trapped in front of this window. How many of us sometimes feel like we're trapped in a situation where there's no way out? Then she gradually began to realize that God really wanted her to draw closer to him and bless her life through the tragedy that she has encountered. In reality, God was breaking Joni so that he can use her so that she can become a blessing to other people. More than four decades after, more than 40 books that she has written, after recording several albums, and countless of 
inspirational advocacies to disadvantaged and disabled people all over the world. Joni said, even if bad things happen to you, God could still give you joy and a purpose in life. And she said, I know that when I get to heaven, I wouldn't be in this wheelchair anymore. After 40 years of constant back pain and struggle that God, remember, never took away from her. She was in pain for 40 years. She said, I'd rather be on this wheelchair with God than on my feet without Him. In 2010, she was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. You could just imagine her situation, being in pain for 40 years, being faithful to God, spreading the gospel to disadvantaged children and disabled people around the world, and God broke her again. She had to undergo mastectomy and chemotherapy, which took a toll on her weak bones. And you know what she said in the interview? I know that somewhere down the road, God will give me the answers to the whys of my suffering. Maybe you are questioning God, why are you allowing me to suffer? Why are you not taking this pain away from my body? She said, I know. I will not probably get the answer today, but somewhere down the road, God will tell me why I am suffering today. She said, the weaker we are, the harder we must lean on God. And the harder we lean on God, the more we discover how much God loves us. And the bolder our testimony becomes of His grace and immeasurable love. She said, our life will be full of doubts if we only trust the Lord when we understand His ways. Why? Because most of the time, we will never understand God's ways. Just last year, 2018, from the same area where she had her mastectomy, a tumor was found, stage three cancer, again for the second time after eight years of remission. She said, when I received the unexpected news of cancer from my oncological surgeon, I relaxed, I relaxed. Second cancer, being in a wheelchair for all your life. I relaxed and I smiled, that's what she said. Knowing that my sovereign God loves me clearly and holds me tightly in his hands. As I speak at this very moment, she is about three quarters of the way through her radiation therapy. God is sovereign in all our circumstances. She said, I'm ready to die, but just like Paul, I'm torn. Remember, there was a thorn in his flesh that God never took away. She said she would rather be free of the suffering and affliction. And she quoted John Piper. If you know John Piper, he also had cancer. And this is what John Piper said. Cancer doesn't win when we die. It only wins when we fail to cherish Jesus. Really, cherish Jesus in the midst of your sickness. John said, we waste our cancer if we don't use it as an opportunity to glorify God. What he's saying is you're wasting your brokenness if you do not use that brokenness as an opportunity to glorify God. 
Your brokenness has a purpose, and you have to see it as an opportunity first to be closer to God and for God to use that experience so that you may be a blessing to other people. Sometimes when bad things happen to us, joy would be the last thing on our mind. But God wants you to find joy even when things don't go your way. The only way not to get bitter with our brokenness is to return over and over again to the goodness, the faithfulness, and the grace of God in your life. The Bible says the Lord, Gans mentioned it a while ago, is close to the brokenhearted. We are broken to be whole. We are broken to testify. You see, most of the time, your life doesn't match your dreams, right? Remember, God is at your side even if it seems or it looks like that He's far away. Your response to your brokenness, your response to the brokenness of others in your midst is a reflection of how deep your faith is or the lack thereof. Your life journey will be a testament of the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of God that is so prevalent and persistent and ever there in Christ Jesus. God is saying whatever or wherever life takes you, your faith will take you further. We've all been broken. If you haven't been, I'm sorry to tell you, it's a promise. Jesus said, I have said these things to you that you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulations. You will have sorrow. You will have pain. You will have suffering. But take heart. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. Because we live in a broken world. But remember, no matter how broken you are, you can still bless others. Don't wallow in self-pity. If you're in pain, help someone who's in pain. If you're in need, help someone who's in need. If you're suffering, reach out to someone who's brokenhearted. When you bless others in spite of your brokenness, you will realize that you will hurt less with your own pain, that you will struggle less with your own battles. And your hope is elevated because you shared your faith to others who need to know Jesus. In the midst of our brokenness, God is saying, I saw your affliction. I know the anguish of your soul, but I want you to be glad and rejoice in my love, regardless of where you are. You see, the most raw moments of your experiences, the most painful stories to tell, the hard truths of the mistake that you just want to shove up under the rug and forget about and not people to see them are the ones that you have to share because they are the ones that would minister and encourage people the most. Sometimes you'd feel like this, broken and shattered. God said, I have carved your name in the palm of my hands. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more than your past. You are more than your experiences. You are more than your failures. 
God says you are my child and you are beautifully broken. You are beautifully broken. You know, sometimes God breaks us so we will not put our faith and trust in what the world has to offer. But on what He is able to do in and through our lives. With God, all things are possible. And He can make you whole again. God can turn something like this into this. God is saying, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is in the business of mending. He will mend your broken spirit. He will mend your broken body. He will mend your broken homes, your broken relationships, your broken hearts, your broken promises, your broken expectations. He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. It is a promise. The Bible did not hide the brokenness of the heroes of faith we talked about the past few weeks. Noah, Abraham, Jacob, they were all sinners. They all made great failures in their lives. And these were all dutifully recorded in the Bible, not hidden. And just like the art of Kintsugi, the reason brokenness is beautiful is because of how God can use that brokenness in our lives. The beauty in spiritual brokenness is found in where that brokenness brings us, and it brings us closer, nearer to God. As we repent of our sins, and as we recognize that apart from Him, we can never be whole. The heroes of our faith were not perfect. They were sinners. They were flawed. But in the midst of their brokenness, they still chose to live and serve for the glory of God. And the message of today's word is simple. Regardless of where you are, regardless of where you've been, regardless of how you are right now in your season of life, you can still live to serve and honor God in the middle of our brokenness. We are broken to be whole. Remember, a seed has to crack and break before it will grow. We are broken so that the struggles in your life that have made you who you are right now will be an example to others to inspire them and to lead them back to Jesus. You are broken so you can become a witness to God's faithfulness. And you are broken to become a blessing to other people. Your value, remember, doesn't diminish on people's ability to see your worth because your value doesn't depend on what they think about you but on who you are in Christ. Your value is not in being broken. Your value is in being able to bless others in the middle of your brokenness. That is where your value is. And if you allow Jesus to do the mending of your scars, your scars, your wounds, will tell a beautiful story. See, I didn't give the Kintsugi artists justice with what I've done. It took them 1,000 years of craftsmanship. This is my life. It's jaded, scarred, 
broken, cracked, and they're even missing pieces. But this is a story of redemption. I was a sinner. I lived my life for myself for so many years. I was cracked, broken on the inside. But if you know me before, you would envy me. I want to be in that place. I was hiding everything, trying to make sure that you don't see those little cracks. I'll paint them black. I'll, I'll probably patch this thing so that it's smooth. And when you see me from a distance, I like that person. But in reality, I was broken, I was shattered. This is the story of my redemption because of what Jesus did on the cross. And this is not just mine to tell. You can also have a story to tell regardless of how broken you are. If you allow Jesus to do the mending, then you can stand up proud and say, I am beautifully broken. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can celebrate our brokenness because Jesus was broken on the cross so that we can be reconciled with you. Lord, thank you for reminding us today that the beauty of being broken is not in the brokenness itself, but in our ability to live our lives for your purpose and for your glory in the midst of our suffering. Lord, thank you that our suffering makes us realize that apart from you, we can never have peace in our lives, we can have, never have the comfort that we can only find from your loving embrace. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we pray that you would continue to break us, to mold us, to use us for your glory. We're sorry for the many times that we've taken things upon our hands. We've decided on so many important matters in our lives without lifting them up to you. Lord, we surrender. Every little piece of our life, of our heart, of our pain that's been broken, that's been missing, we give them all to you. Lord, we know that if you mend it, we can stand up and show the world that in Christ, we can all be beautifully broken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanberra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanberra.